How's it going, CA students in 678? So good to see you. I want to add my welcome to anyone that might be joining us for the first time. I'm so glad you decided to jump in. My name's Levi. I'm one of the pastors on the team here. We at CA students in 678, what we are, we're a family that's all about encountering Jesus and joining his mission. And I'm just so excited that you jumped in with us tonight. And that's exactly what we're going to be spending our time doing tonight. So we've been in this teaching series called Turning Point. And we learned that in the New Testament, which was originally written in Greek, there are two words for time in the New Testament. And one of those words is kairos. It's kairos. It's not just describing the progression of time. There's another word for that. But kairos is describing a fork in the road kind of moment or an event. It's, it's a point in time where everything can change. And, and the, the point of this whole series of turning point series is that God makes moments for us to turn to him. He provides us with kairos moments to turn to him and to be saved in our lives. And so throughout the series, we've been sharing different stories of Kairos moments in our lives, uh, really just to put God and his goodness on display. Well, I don't know uh, about you guys, but have you ever had or witnessed a friend try to rebrand or reinvent themselves? I had a friend in college uh, who went by the name of Reese, like the candy Reese's, Reese. Uh, and Reese, if by any stroke of fate you're watching this, I love you, man. <laughs> but I had this friend named Reese, uh, and we lived in the same hall, and we had become good buddies, and we had this one class together. Uh, and one day after that class, we were hanging out, and he confided a secret in me. He's like, Levi, you know, before I came to college, my whole life, I went by my first name, which is Josh. And it's only since starting at college that I've switched and gone by Reese. I've never gone by Reese before. It's, it's my middle name, but I've never gone by it before, right? I just, I just switched it up when I came to college as kind of like a joke to see what it would be like, you know? And in that moment, CA students in 678, I had, I had a realization where, like, I could do the same thing. Because I don't know, some of you might know, but maybe not all of you, that Levi is not my first name. <laughs> Sorry if you feel deceived. That wasn't my intention. Levi is my middle name, but my first name is Robert. And I thought to myself, I could, I could become a Robert. I could be like a whole different person, right? Like I could, I could rebrand myself. I could be Robert or Rob. You know, like I could, I could switch to a different, a different name. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it would change a couple interactions I had. It might simplify signing some legal documents. It might make it easier when I'm like going through roll call with a substitute teacher and calls out Robert, right? Some of those things would, would change. But, but it wouldn't really change me, right? I would still have my same desires, my same hopes, my same problems, my same vices, my same worries, my same sins. Changing me, changing my name wouldn't change any of that. And I think if we're being honest, that there are parts of us that we would all like to change. But if we're being even more honest, we're, we're powerless to change some of those things about ourselves. And you may be able to rebrand yourself, but you don't have the power to transform yourself. But the good news from scripture that we have tonight is that I know a God who, who has more than the power to rebrand you. He has the power to transform you. 
And that's the kind of God that we're talking about tonight. So would you take a second and pray with me and just ask that God would speak to us through his word tonight? Lord Jesus, thank you for being so real in my life and in the life of so many people. God, I believe that you're, you're the God that when you change our name, you actually change our life. And so, God, I thank you for doing that in my story. And I just pray that as I share some of my story and as we come into your word, that you would be speaking to everyone that can hear my voice and that you would do a powerful work in their hearts and in their lives of changing their name and changing their life. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So the main point for the night is this, that God makes moments to change our identity. God makes moments to change our identity. And there are a few times throughout the Bible in Scripture where God changes the names of some people. And so one example was a guy named Abram, and God changes his name from Abram to Abraham. So before, when he was Abram, it was just him and his wife named Sarai, and they had no kids. But then God comes and makes a promise, makes a covenant with him, that Abraham is going to be the father of a huge family, of a huge nation, right? And, and as God is making him this promise, he changes his name from Abram to Abraham. He literally changes his name. Abraham means father of multitudes, so he, he goes from being a man who can't have children, having his name changed, to being the father of multitudes. There's another character in the Old Testament whose name is Jacob. And, and his, he's the grandson of Abraham. And his name is transformed from Jacob to Israel. From Jacob to Israel. Literally, Jacob means the deceiver. And it's changed to Israel, the one who wrestles with or engages with God right? And, and it's by this new name, by Israel, that the rest of his family is recognized. It's how they're known. It's from his new life of being one who engages with God that his family gets their purpose, right? He, to be a people who fully engage with God, that his name was changed and his life was changed. One more example. In the New Testament, there's a guy named Simon, and Jesus recruits him to be one of his disciples, one of his apostles. And he's just this very kind of speak-your-mind kind of fisherman dude. And, and there's this moment where Jesus asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? And, Jesus, and Peter says, sorry, Simon says, <laughs> spoiler alert, Simon says, you are the Messiah. You're the son of the one true God. And in that moment, Jesus changes his name from Simon to Peter. And Peter means a rock. And Jesus says, on this rock, I'm going to build my church. He goes from just a guy into the rock upon which the church is built. From a guy just trying to get through life to becoming a guy who invites other people into eternal life. Why does it matter? Why does it matter that God has changed the names of some people throughout Scripture? Because God is not just changing their names for a rebrand. By changing their identities, God is changing their destinies. Because who you are determines how you will live. God wants to change your name because he wants to change your life. Here's, here's a great fact about the God of the Bible. He doesn't just want to save your eternity. He wants to save your present. It's not only about getting into heaven when you die, but Jesus is all about getting heaven into you while you still live. 
It's not only forgiveness. It's forgiveness that begins a transformation of your whole life. These identities that we bear, he wants to transform us now so that we can live different lives now that last for eternity. That's what God wants to do in our lives. God wants to change your name because he wants to change your life. Many of you will know that one of the other pastors here, Jake, he's my older brother. And no, he doesn't also go by his middle name, although that would have been a great plot twist, right? And many of you who know Jake will also know that he's awesome at everything, at everything, right? He tries a sport for the first time. He's like, so how do you do this win? And he just wins all the time, right? <laughs> and, and really, for a lot of my life, this is awesome, right? I have this awesome, really cool older brother who's really kind to me, and it, it's really cool, right? But also, as I've progressed through life, two years behind him, uh, I've encountered a lot of people who have now expected me to be similarly awesome to Jake, right? So I've had coaches that expected me to be just as awesome of an athlete. I've had teachers that expected me to be just as awesome of a student. And others expect me just as encouraging, just as kind as he was. And this caused me to love and admire Jake, But also, I grew an unhealthy way of figuring out what my value was. I I was succeeding. I was worthwhile. I was valuable only as much as I measured up to Jake, as I measured up to his previous successes and experiences. And so my junior year, I was playing football two years after Jake had played for the same team. And two years after Jake had gotten all CIF linebacker, right? big deal. And and I was in practice, and I don't know, I dropped a ball or something. And my coach sighs, and he looks at me, and says, like, well, you're not Jake. And and in that moment, I I was crushed, because I heard in his tone, I really wish you were Jake. But, but since you're Levi, and not Jake, you're not as valuable to me or to this team. And that crushed me, because there was my, my, my ability to measure up, to be valuable, to be as good as Jake, and it was so clear I wasn't. So fast forward to that summer between my junior year and my senior year. And I was on a CA student's summer trip. We went on a houseboat trip that year. It was really awesome. And I was having a conversation with the one and only legendary Jacob Park. He's a worship leader at our church. And when I was a student, he was the worship leader at CA Students. And I was sharing some of these struggles I had of feeling like I needed to measure up to Jake. And, and God is so kind that he set me up to have that conversation with Jacob because Jacob also had a really awesome older brother. And he was able to empathize because he has experienced a lot of the same things that I had. And, and Jacob told me this. He said, God wanted a Levi. If he wanted two Jakes, God could have made two Jakes, but he didn't. He wanted a Levi. And see a student, six, seven, eight, that was a turning point moment for me. That was a Kairos moment where God was transforming my identity. It didn't make me feel better than Jake. That would have just been making the same mistake in the opposite direction, right? But it did affirm that I have, my value is not determined by how well I measure up to Jake. My value is measured by how loved and how wanted and how chosen I am by God. And that is infinite. That is infinite. 
Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 says this, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. You see, I went from being a not-as-good Jake to being a really good Levi. (laughs) God took me. He took my identity. He transformed me from not measuring up and transformed it to receiving the full measure of his love. God took my identity and he transformed me. He affirmed my purpose and he gave me a new identity that was rooted in his love, not in my performance. You see, he gave me a new name and that's who I became. He gave me a new name and that's who I became. He changed my name because he wanted to change my life. And see, students, he wants to change your name because he wants to change your life. I don't know all of your story. I don't know everything you're feeling. But he wants, if you're feeling forgotten, he wants to take forgotten and transform it into remembered. He, he wants to take not good enough and transform it into receiving the righteousness of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit so you're more than enough. He wants to take not as good as someone else and transform that into you have a unique calling and purpose. He wants to take rejected and transform it into chosen. He wants to take unwanted and he wants to replace that with you're worth the life of God. God sent Jesus for you. That's how wanted you are. He wants to take lonely and transform it into God will never leave you or forsake you. He wants to take apathetic or just coasting through life. And he wants to transform that to being on joyful mission with him, full of purpose. He wants to take searching for love and transform that into found by the love of God that was searching for you. He wants to take broken and replace it with restored. He wants to take lost and replace it with found and led by God. He wants to take numb and replace it with experiencing abundant life that he came to bring. See, students, God wants to change your name because he wants to change your life. You see, if this is what God does, then, then what does that mean for us? How do, we, how do we apply this to our lives? What is our situation, right? Well, in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it's really clear what our identity starts as, right? It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. What is our identity? Our identity is sinners before we know God. Our, and our identity must be changed because currently we're sinning, we're destroying ourselves and the people around us, and we're enemies of God, right? Romans chapter 5, verse, verses 8 and 10 say, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Our identity is sinners. We're enemies of God. And what's God's response to our identity? It's to give self-sacrificing love to transform us. He accepts us and he transforms us. And it, and it takes us all the way to Romans chapter 8, verses 16, 15 and 16. It says, The spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. 
the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. You see, God's love has the power to transform you from an enemy of God into a child of God. From a sinner into a son or a daughter. This is what God wants to do in your life. He wants to change your name. He wants to change your identity because he wants to change your life. He wants to save you. You see, I love this one pastor named Tim Keller, and he summarizes the gospel like this. He says, the gospel is this. We are more sinful and flawed than we ever dared believe. Yet at the very same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared hope. God, the God of the Bible, my God, our God is the God who transforms our identity, who changes our names so that he can change our life. And this identity shapes how we get to live in response to that. Remember Ephesians 2.10, we are God's masterpiece. If you've said yes to Jesus, he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So instead of living out of our broken identities, instead of living out of our sin, we can be transformed and out of our new identities, we can live out the glorious purpose that he planned for us long ago. And so I just want to ask two different groups of people. Maybe, maybe you've been a follower of Jesus, but you, you've kind of been living in some old identities, and you want to say, I want right now to be a Kairos moment where God changes my identity, changes my name so that he changes my life. And I'm going to give you a chance to respond in just a second. And maybe you're listening in and you've never made a decision to follow Jesus before, but you're hearing this and you're thinking, man, if there's really a God that would love me on my worst day and transform me into who I was meant to be, I'm in. I want that. And so if you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time, if you want to experience his transformation, then I'm just going to lead us in a prayer and I'll invite you to pray with me. So let's pray. And if you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time, just repeat this in your mind, in your heart, that Jesus, I I recognize that without you, I'm a sinner. And, And Jesus, because of your life, your death and your resurrection, your death on the cross and your victory over the grave, Because of that, that's my only hope, that my sin would be covered by your death. And through the power of your resurrection love, I would be raised to new life. And so, Jesus, I I confess my sin to you. I confess that you are Lord. And I ask for you to save me and change my name. And maybe if you have been following Jesus, but you want to you recommit and you want your name to be changed, you don't want to live out of those old identities anymore, then just pray this with me. Jesus, I know your transforming power. I trust you. I confess and I repent. I turn away from these old identities that I've been living in. And Jesus, would you make a new identity in me? Would you speak the truth of who I am in you? And would you help me to live that? So God, for all of us, thank you. Thank you that you're the God who changes our names and you change our life. We pray that you would continue to do that work in us. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. CA students 678, let's live the new life that's made possible through our new names in Jesus. Love you guys. See you next time.